This proclamation by the President of the United States, declaring today a national day of prayer. The President of the most powerful country this world has seen and has experienced knows the power of prayer. Knows things happen when God's people come together and pray. And I'm not just saying that because I'm patriotic. I'm not just saying that um, because I believe in this country. I'm for this country. But it's far beyond that. Because you see, when we pray, we usher in the kingdom of God to this earth in this present time. So I just, I, there's, a, there's been several emails from like Home Depot and Lowe's and, and Walmart and all these things. You know, this is what we're doing in Preventive maintenance and stuff with coronavirus. Um, I think Tractor Supplies was the best. They said, we're open. You can count on us. We're just cleaning a little more than usual. That's it. That's all you need. But anyways, I got another email. And this is from a a ministry um, that uh, has impacted my life. Um, It was founded by the author of the book, Wild at Heart. So, men, if you are familiar with that book... Um, you'll know of John Eldridge. If not, I highly encourage you to pick that up um, and, and even just look at their, their ministry, Ransomed Heart. But they sent out this email um, this week. And I just want to read part of it to you. And it's just re- a reminder of some basic truths that we have as followers of Jesus Christ, especially in the midst of chaotic times like now. Um, it says this, Dear friends, We are keenly aware that many of you are wondering what the future holds now in this world currently gripped by fears surrounding the coronavirus and the global economic implications. So much to be in prayer about. Stacy, which is his wife and I, speaking of John, are going into the studio with Morgan and Sherry Snyder today to record a special podcast for our, our allies in this chaotic moment. Meanwhile, I want to simply remind you of a few basic truths you know in your heart and have staked your life upon. The first, God remains immensely good. The same Jesus who won your trust and has proven faithful all these years is still with you now. Your life is in his hands and he has your future too. The second is this, God is still in control. Not a sparrow can fall, but under the Father's watchful care. He remains a sovereign Lord, ruler of the heavens and earth. None of this, none of this caught him by surprise. And lastly, ground yourself in Jesus. The world is reeling. It wants to pull you down with it. Fear and anxiety are more contagious than any virus. This is our chance to shine. Peter tells us to be ready to offer the reason for the hope we have to anyone who asks. He's assuming that in times of crisis, the friends of Jesus will be so rooted in him, so grounded in his goodness, that they will have a visibly different reaction to those in the world around them. This is our time to offer hope. And with that said... um, With the call to to, the National Day of Prayer, we want to answer that call. I mean, you look around this room and, you know, you might look at it and say, yeah, well, there's not many people here this morning. So what, what kind of difference is that really going to make? Well, there's more than 12 people here. And you see what Jesus did with 12. 
And we're reminded of the words of Jesus himself in John 14 when he said, You'll see me do these great things. And for us today, you have read about me doing these great things of bringing sight to the blind, raising the dead, telling the lame to get up and walk. And yet he has the audacity to tell us that we are going to do even greater things than this. Because he knew the power of prayer. He knows the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells inside each one of us as followers of Jesus Christ. And so that's what we ask. That's what we are, we are answering the call to pray by the President of the United States. Knowing that things happen. Mountains move. Seas are parted when God gets involved in things. And so we are asking God to get involved. We are asking Him. We are seeking His intervention, His peace, His hope. And so what I want to do is, as we did through the music, um, and I've got this. Uh, handout. This is another email that was sent out to us um, by the Moms in Prayer group, and and they, um, there's I've got some handouts in the back on the music stand if you want to take these with you and take them home. Um, but they've got a breakdown of, of kind of a, a way to pray and approach this time of prayer. So that's what we're going to do this morning. Um, so we start out with praising the God of hope, the one who is our confidence, our trust. So we're saying one thing remains. Nothing and death and life and coronavirus. I almost slipped that in there. I did when we were practicing faith. That was hilarious. Um, even in the midst of that, even if the economy take, it, it tanks, God's love remains. And that is what our lives are planted on. We, we, it would do us justice to remember that. You see, I, I keep thinking of a lighthouse. You think of a lighthouse. When is it most needed? Not when it's sunny and calm seas. But in the midst of what? A storm. So you think about that. I, I, I think about um, there's a lighthouse off the coast of France called the Armin Lighthouse. And for whatever reason, a few years ago, that God brought that specific lighthouse to mind and the image. Because at times, there's, there's a big rock um, jetty, I guess is the best way to describe it. It goes all the way out to this lighthouse. But then there's other times when the tide comes in and you can't see that rock jetty at all. And so it just looks like this simple, lone lighthouse is standing there in the middle of the ocean. And there's an image where these huge waves are pounding against it, and yet it stands. Its light still shining. That is who we are called to be in moments like this. That is what happens when we come together to pray. So, um, we've got a few... Uh, uh, Bible references that uh, we're going to have read. So if you received a sticky note, raise your hand. Come on down, the price is right. I'm just kidding. Uh, so go ahead and read what I'm going to have you do. I'm going to start with Lamentations chapter 3. Read it as loud as you can. 
Because some people just get really nervous when I stick a mic in front of their face. Um, so just read it really loud for everybody. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 21 to 25. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1. Verse 18 and 19. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. According to the workings of his mighty power. And 1 Peter 1. Verses 3 through 5. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. Who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. May we praise the Lord in His holy name with our whole hearts. Let all that we are praise the Lord. May we never forget the good things He does for us. He forgives us all our sins and heals all of our diseases. He redeems us from death and crowns us with love and tender mercies. He fills our lives with good things. Our youth is renewed like the eagles. Psalm 103, 1-5. Here in the next few moments, what's going to be up on the screen is just some things to pray through. And what we're going to do, um, the cool thing we can do with chairs now is they come, you know, you can take them apart and move them. So what I want you to do with the people around you is just take the chairs apart, circle up. I want to pray that take the next several minutes and just answer the president's call to prayer for us here, for this community, for all, you know, we think of the region, this state, for this nation, and for the world. And so what you're going to do up here on the screen is a list of things to pray through, things to pray for as we pray together.